0: Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Carrie's sister Kim will be joining us on today's podcast. For those of you who don't know, Kim is completely paralyzed from ALS and she is unable to speak. She is joining us today through her eye gaze computer, which is technology that allows her to look at words on her screen and the computer types out what she's looking at. And it is through this miracle of technology that she is joining us here today. Hello, and welcome once again to This One Thing Podcast. I'm Carrie Kenyon Dern, and each week we pick a verse, we unpack truth from that verse, and then we make one choice from that passage. I am so grateful to have my oldest sister, Kim, here with me today. Several weeks ago, I asked Kim if she would be willing to join me And if she would, pick a verse that has been impacting her heart lately. And Kim picked Psalm 46, verse 1. And that verse says this, God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present help in times of trouble. I need to be honest with you, and I need to tell you that when she sent me that verse, I immediately got emotional because Psalm 46 transports me back to October of 2012. And many of you may remember that October 2012 is when Superstorm Hurricane Sandy hit the East Coast of the United States. And my sister Kim and her family were living in New Jersey. And I remember distinctly listening to radio and television reports that were telling us that the eye of the storm was going to hit the exact place that Kim and her family lived on the New Jersey coastline, right outside of Atlantic City. And the winds ended up being, there were gusts over 115 miles per hour. This storm spanned over 1,100 miles. And the wreckage, the damage done by the storm was over $70 billion. This storm was truly a monster. And I remember clinging to this passage because we went several days during and after the storm without hearing from Kim and her family, not knowing if they were okay. God gave me this passage, specifically this verse. I remember praying this verse over Kim and her family. And I remember just this imagery in this passage being so impactful. So before we hear from Kim, I'd actually like to read the first six verses of Psalm 46 because they really give the context for what the psalmist is trying to say, the level of protection that we have in our God. So I'm going to read again verse one. I'm going to continue through verse six of Psalm 46, which says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters waters surge. A river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. The nations are in chaos. And their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. I remember as we were praying for Kim and her family, God gave me a message from Psalm 46, and we actually had a fundraiser at my church raising money for the victims, for the families that lost everything in Hurricane Sandy. So when I invited Kim to join us today and I went back to this passage, I remember the protection promised in this Psalm that we saw lived out in a very real and powerful way. I want to draw your attention here in Psalm 46 verse one to the word present, a very present help. This is very significant that we look at this word in the Hebrew because in the Hebrew, it means more than standing ready and available. It means to discover, to uncover, to be found or cause to find, to encounter. What this word present is saying to us in the Hebrew is that we are found by God. We can find him. We can encounter him in our times of trouble. We can get to know him on a deeper level. We can have more intimacy with him through our trouble. We can see his hand of protection when we feel like the world is falling apart around us in a way we never could when things are at peace. When there is turmoil in our lives, we are able to be found by him and to discover him in a new and powerful and intimate way. One of the things that I will never, ever forget, when I first heard Kim's voice, when they finally had their phone service restored after Hurricane Sandy, she affirmed for me that they were, in fact, in the eye of the storm. And there were moments where there was this eerie peace and calm all around. The destruction after the fact was mind-blowing, however, and she recounted for me how she had walked to the beach in front of her home the boardwalk was gone. It was just laid to ruin. But she went out to the very specific spot that she had gone every morning for the last several years to have prayer time, to have devotional time with the Lord. And she said, Carrie, that was the only spot on the shoreline that I saw that was untouched. It was like God was saying to me, Kim, I am here and I am present in the storm. I am present in the chaos and the trouble and you see my protection here in this place on the sand in a way you never ever could if this storm hadn't hit i also want you to know dear listener as we hear from kim now that october of 2012 in fact the exact same week that hurricane sandy hit my sister kim first started having the symptoms of als It would be several years before she would be diagnosed, but it was that exact same week that this monster storm hit the Atlantic coast that she first started noticing things in her body that were very, very concerning to her. The first stages of ALS, she lived through Hurricane Sandy. She saw God's protection in Hurricane Sandy, and it prepared her for the next storm that was going to hit in her life. Notice that Psalm 46 doesn't say that God is your refuge if a storm comes. It says, God is your refuge, your strength, your protection, when the storms of life hit. So Kim, I want to hear from you now. And and if you would, please first reread the passage, the verse for us. And would you talk to us today about how this verse is specifically impacting your heart, your life? We talked about how it's impacted you and how you've lived this out in the past back in October of 2012. But would you share with our listeners how this verse is impacting your life today? Having lived with ALS all of these years,
1: God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 46. One is a special reminder of who God is and wants to be to me. Life is an intense battle. Satan is attempting to do everything he possibly can to distort the truth of this verse. I would be lying if I told you that ALS has not taken a toll on me and my family. Believing that God can heal me and change the outcome creates disappointment when he doesn't. Disappointment can then lead to moments of disillusionment and despair. The truth found in Psalm 46-1 that is key for Maine is a very present help in trouble. I am never alone or without the greatest resources available to me. All I truly need God will provide, both now and forever. Every good and perfect gift is from above. James one 17. In contrast, Everything that is wrong in the world is a result of Satan's deception and man's sin. So God, knowing what the world would become, he made certain to provide for us every step of the way through Jesus. What Satan means for evil, God intends it for good.
0: Kim, that is so powerful, and it's a truth that we all need to hear, not just once but over and over and over again. And I know that I am not the only one. I know that everyone listening to this podcast is listening to you saying, really? This woman from a human standpoint has had everything taken away from her. Kim, you're in a wheelchair. You're unable to move. You're unable to speak. You're unable to do anything outside of the care of your husband or your children or our parents taking care of you. And yet you're saying God uses everything for our good. He is present. He is here with me. I have everything that I need. And Kim, this is a place that we all need to come. We need to surrender the storms in our lives to God, following your example. There are very few of us listening to this podcast, listening to the wisdom that you just shared, that would say, God has asked me to walk through something more difficult than what you're walking through, Kim. And I know for me, every day I am challenged. I am unbelievably challenged by your example, by your faith, by your surrender, saying, yes, God has asked me to walk through this very difficult storm. Hurricane Sandy was the ultimate preparation for the storm that you're living through now. And for you to have been walking through ALS since 2012, and, and to say he is good. The enemy wants me to doubt. The enemy wants to destroy my faith, but God is my fortress. He is my refuge. He is my strength, and he is present. I am finding him. I am experiencing him and discovering him and being found by him through ALS. And Kim, as you're sharing your your blog, one of your blogs came to my mind. And listener, I don't know if you know this, but Kim has actually written a book with her eye gaze computer. She has spent hours and hours and hours writing blogs based on God's word. And she has a book, which is called Rise Up and Walk. And I'll tell you at the end of this podcast how you can get a copy of it. But the other day we were having family devotions and we were on day 23, Kim. And I and I just want to read this specific blog that you wrote that's in your book because it is proof positive that you are absolutely claiming the truth of what you just shared in your daily life. So this is day number three and you titled it Behind Door Number One. I started having ALS symptoms in October of 2012. But not until August of 2015 did we receive a diagnosis. During those four years, determined to find out what was going on, my husband took me to 15 different medical professionals. It made me feel like a contestant on the TV show, Let's Make a Deal. What's behind door number one, door number two, and door number three? As a child, I loved the suspense of not knowing. The not knowing is what made the show exciting. After all, I wasn't the contestant, so it really didn't matter to me whether the door revealed a good or a bad price. I just wanted to know. Now I considered each doctor's door a possible answer to my health questions. Now I was the contestant, and the game affected me from head to toe. And it was scary. When we finally opened the last door, door number one, we officially knew the disease that plagued me. I didn't cry throw up or scream though i may have done all of those things back in 2012 if someone had told me i had als when we left robert woods johnson hospital at rutgers i told lou we should go out for ice cream because peace filled my heart through the process of not knowing the lord had been preparing me he kept reminding me that he knew what was wrong he could see behind and beyond any doors in my life we would find out what was wrong when god thought it best when door number one finally opened i was ready doors two three and many others had prepared me for the final reveal each previous door opened when test results came back no MS, no Lyme disease, no brain tumor, no Gillian Barr, no brain bacteria, no cancer, no toxins in my blood, no infectious diseases, no spinal cord lesions, and no digestive system complications. Any of these wonderful possibilities that I had been tested for were formidable issues. God knew the best way to get me mentally prepared He got me to be thankful for what I did not have. Ironically, the same trick still works, and I am able to be thankful for ALS and that I don't have a list of other deadly diseases. I am thankful for door number one, and I am counting my blessings. Kim, that just hits me right in the gut and right between the eyes at the same time you're actually thanking God for ALS you're thanking God for the storm in your life and I really believe that that's what the psalmist is trying to get through to us in Psalm 46 verse 1 he's saying my world is falling apart Everything is crumbling around me, and yet, God, I am claiming that you are my refuge and my strength, that you are present in my trouble, and I refuse to allow the enemy to convince me otherwise. Kim, thank you so much for your book, for your blog, but I want to ask you, This this question that probably every one of our listeners is asking right now, how do you stay in this posture of counting your blessings in this storm? And, And what choice can you encourage our listeners to make so that they can choose to count their blessings and to say, God is using what the enemy would use for evil. He's using it for good. I want to experience God as my refuge in the middle of the circumstances that I don't like, that I hate, that I would do anything to avoid. Kim, how can we choose, like you, to have confidence of the psalmist in our lives?
1: I know that it is exhausting to endure the hardships of life and to be constantly battling to live in truth. As a result, I am drawn to the stories of others who have endured way more than me. Cory Ten boon was a Dutch Resistance member, Holocaust survivor speaker, an author. She ended up in a concentration camp because her family tried to help the Jews escape from the Nazi soldiers. 30 years ago I read what she believed about God. What she said, I picture being the framework around everything I go through. There is no pit so deep, that God's love is not deeper still again. There is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. My prayer is that we will choose to be steadfast in believing that God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble.
0: I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in thinking, well, what Corrie Tin Boom is to you, you are to me, Kim. If you're looking to her and the hardship that she endured, then I and I know hundreds of other people in your life are looking to you saying, if Kim can have that perspective with what she's walking through, what am I choosing today? Am I choosing to believe that God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble? Or am I allowing the enemy to deceive me? To convince me that God is a wall, that He doesn't care, that He's abandoned me, you know. Like you said earlier, of course, it, we can have times of disappointment and disillusionment, and say, "God, You could heal me. You could change my circumstances." Many people are thinking, "You could." Bring me income or provide a job. Heal my family member. You could address the situation, God, and you're not. And he's saying, but I am drawing you into myself. Like we looked at in the Hebrew, that word present. You are discovering me. You are finding me and being found in me, in your difficulties, in your challenges. Kim, I pray that every single one of us will surrender whatever God is asking us to walk through as a result of your example. You know, Revelation chapter 12 verses 11 through 12 say our testimony and the blood of the lamb is ultimately what defeats the enemy at the end of this story that we're living in. And it's what defeats the enemy in our lives today. A story like yours, a powerful testimony is a weapon against the lies and the deception of the enemy in our lives. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'd love to have you come back next week, because next week I want to stay in Psalm 46, but I'd like to look at verse 10 of Psalm 46 with you next week. Listener, if you're interested in getting a copy of Kim's book, it's super easy to find. It's at timeinthedesert.com. Time in the Go to the books link on that page and you'll find Kim's book. It's called Rise Up and Walk. It's only $10 and all of the proceeds go to helping Kim and her husband Lou with their astronomical medical bills. Also, if you would like to give back, if you would like to say thank you to Kim and encourage her heart as she's been an encouragement to us today, we are currently having a fundraiser through GoFundMe. She's in desperate need of a van that can allow her to get from place to place especially her doctor's appointment she needs a wheelchair accessible van the one that they have is on the brink of falling apart because of rust if you are interested in giving Whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, send us a message or leave us a comment. We'll get that link to you. Or you can simply go to our unfettered website. That's fetterfree.com. And you can message us there and we'll get you that link as well. Kim, I'm so excited to have you back next week. I'd like to pray. And I'd like to ask again, God help us to choose like Kim is choosing. To believe that you are our refuge and our strength, our very present help in trouble. Father God, I thank you for Kim's testimony. I thank you for her example to us. I pray that we would be men and women of unwavering faith. Whatever storm we walk through, even when the world feels as it's falling apart around us, like it felt for Kim through Hurricane Sandy, like it felt for the psalmist here in Psalm 46, I pray that we would refuse to believe the lie that you have abandoned us, that we would look to you, that we would listen for you, and that we would experience your peace and your presence in the midst of the chaos around us. And it is in the strong and powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.